Fourth of June. The fourth of June. 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 June. The fourth of June sees the brand new Dave Berry Breakfast Show launch here on Absolute Radio. So what we thought we would do in this these holding podcasts is give you all a little flavour of what Matt Dyson, who sat with me right now... Hello there. ...and I have been getting up to on our Hometime show for the yes. past six months. Warm you up for us. Warm you up. So um, the first of the two podcasts, the special pods that you're going to receive, um, is the best of guests. Yes. We've been joined by a lot of guests over mm-hmm. the six months. Um, we started in style when Mr Liam Gallagher popped by... And you're going to hear his incredible take on why he has millions of followers on Twitter, but follows about three people. Yeah. Um, did I go cap in hand to Liam Gallagher, begging him to follow me on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course I did. Um, <laughs> plus, you're going to hear what happened when he was approached by a fan on Hampstead Heath oh. at Twilight. Oh, yeah. It's not necessarily what you might think. Um, no, it's worse. Um, <laughs> also... Now, the thing is, is with, with the hours that the Home Time Show is, we, we go live at four. So what we tried to do the best we could, just based purely a little bit on laziness, was get the guests to come in live on the show or come in around that time if we were going to not be live with them, we were going to what is called pre-record the interview with them. Mm. But Jeff Goldblum could only do 8am. And if you're going to get up extra early and have a baggy seven hours in the middle of your day... <laughs> Let it be for Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. What did he call you again? Wildly lovable. (laughs) It was worth coming in at eight in the morning to be called that by by Jeff Goldblum, surely. Um, When producer Dave was uh, going back through some of these clips for the best of guests, he said said to me, do you know what? I'd forgotten how weird Jeff Goldblum was. (laughs) At one point, you started duetting the Beatles. Oh, yeah. And I went, I'd forgotten how weird Jeff Goldblum was as well. (laughs) Um, Ed Sheeran also features on the podcast he was one of the first to take part in our feature mail order bribe which is where we make the guests earn their plug you can't just come on what was the home time show and you certainly won't be able to come on uh, the Dave Berry breakfast show on Absolute Radio and just expect us to plug your album or peddle the wares of your new movie no you're going to have to leaf through the Argos catalogue my friend whether you like it or not and be on with 24.99 do you remember when Jennifer Lawrence was on oh wow yeah who could forget J-Law that was, um, I got here, I was, I hadn't prepared physically the best I possibly could have done for that interview. In really? Fact, I was wearing what you described, Matt, as your granddad Bert's favourite cardigan. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but that was a compliment. I mean, that was nice. It was, uh, had those big buttons, didn't it? It big had big chunky buttons. buttons. Yeah, yeah, and I just, nice. I got here and I thought, I haven't had any breakfast and I'm wearing a cardigan. At which point, the lovely producer Claire over there, you just, you hand fed me like piles of nuts, didn't you? Yeah, yeah did that was really lovely of you. So, uh, my interview with He's Jennifer a Lawrence. squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> she's very. She buried them under the desk, which was very yeah, weird, yeah. beneath yeah. the carpet. Yeah. Strange, quite feral in a way. Um, so I went through uh, sporting uh, Granddad Bert's cardigan with a mouthful of nuts and sat down and had a whale of a time. Yeah, with it got quite blue, didn't it? Unexpectedly, uh, quite sweary. Yeah, yeah. Seems to recall. Um, there's Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, and there is Christoph Waltz, also featuring on this podcast. It is the best of guests. Let's go out as we began, shall we? Hang on. Yeah, when does the new breakfast show start again? 
I mean, that's, <clears> I, that was lost on me. Fourth of June. Fourth of June. Fourth of June. Fourth of June. The fourth. Fourth of June. Dave Berry, not making a big deal out of it. Liam Gallagher, great to see you, my friend. Yes, and you, my friend. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's been a long time, and you're back with As You Were, which is out tomorrow. We've already been treated to a couple of singles from it, and everybody's already in love. Yeah. How are you feeling ahead of it being out? Because uh, you don't strike me as the kind of man who would suffer from nerves as such, or no. is it different this time round? No, 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 the same. Nerves of steel, man. <laughs> now, I ain't nervous, man, about nothing, and I ain't overconfident about anything or confident. I'm just excited, man, that people will get to wear the record, love it in their houses and that, and they'll be able to, like, you know, see what all the fuss is about, you know what I mean? There's some good songs on there that I've written myself that are really heartfelt and that. I've had to dig deep and that, you know what I mean? So... I'm hoping they'll see another side to me, you know what I mean, as a songwriter. But even though I don't class myself as one, and there's a couple of co-writers on there with some great songwriters, so uh, I think it's, I think people will like it. I hope they do anyway. Well, I think they are, because, you know, as a fan, and I've heard the album, what you've just said is spot on, because there's a lot of that kind of balls-out LG stuff that people well, love, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of beautiful songs on there as yeah, well. Yeah, man, yeah, loads of that in there, so... Hopefully people will enjoy that side of it, you know what I mean? Because I know I do, you know what I mean? I'm not all about, you know, people seem to think that I just walk around booting pigeons up the house, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, gobbing on old ladies, you know what I mean? It's like, there's, there's, there's a good person in here somewhere underneath this park, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, just, so, yeah, I'm interested to hear what people think, man. So, also, strangely, that this the album comes out tomorrow, 22 years ago this week, What's the Story came out. Wow, oh if, God, I've got a big, oh, Jesus, that sold a lot, didn't it? Yeah, so, that's, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't making com- comparisons yeah. between well, unit sales there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I wanted to know was, is there any difference between how you feel now ahead of the al- an album coming out as opposed to when you did back in 95? still feel the same, man. Excited, you know what I mean? For sure, you know what I mean? It's like, it's good to always put an album out. It's nice to do what you do, you know what I mean? I feel the exact same, man. And it's like, I have not changed, man. Do you know what I mean? One bit, I don't think. You know, a lot of people are always going, oh, grow up, growing up, mate staying the same mate so I just feel I feel good man so that means of course you must still really love the live side of things and you've got the tour coming up yeah man oh I love it man and that's what the good thing about this album is like a lot it's a lot heavier live you know what I mean so so you have the record and you've got that nice some sweet sounds in there but once you come and see us live it's a lot dirtier and a lot heavier so that's interesting as well we were just talking when you came in, it was interesting, you've been looking for those venues where yeah. people are hopefully, preferably stood, so they can get into it. Yeah, well, you know, the old two for me is like for Barbara Streisand, isn't it? At the end of the day, you know what I mean? It's miles away, you know what I mean? You've got to like, you got to bring your passport and stuff over there, you know what I mean? And get in, it's like, the yeah, Ali Pali man is going to go off. Okay, so that's the tour, the album out tomorrow, it's all good. Uh, that means we now, we turn our attentions to Man City, yes. one of your other loves. Mm. Um, one of the big kind of football debates of the moment... Are you still Charlton? Yeah, I am yeah. still Charlton. How's that team going? We're doing all right in League One, oh, yeah, so right. yeah, okay. take what you well, will from onwards that. Onwards and upwards, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> or onwards and downwards, as they say. <laughs> it's been onwards and downwards for a long time, yeah. Liam. Um, one of the big football debates has been about Aguero. Yeah. You know, he's, he sadly got injured in a, yeah. in a little car accident. He's okay, he's yeah. coming back, but should Pep allow his players right. to get on a private jet and fly to Amsterdam and do a gig on a rest day? What do you think about that? Well, me personally, right, I think... I think, here's what, you can have an accident anywhere, mate. You can have an accident in Manchester, you can have an accident in London, you know what I mean? So it just happened. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, you know what I mean? It doesn't seem to me like he's out down the red light district, you know what I mean? He's got to see some pop concert, you know what I mean? He doesn't look like he's, you know, sitting there with a raster out on smoking ganja, you know what I mean? He looks like he's just gone to see his mate in a pop band and he was on his way home and he could have had an accident anyway. So I think, I don't think there's much, you know, 
I don't think there's much, um, there's nothing wrong with it really, you know what okay. I mean? You can't blame, no, I, I think he's got his own private life and like, you know, if he can afford a private jet to nip in and nip out, good on him, you know what I mean? He should go and see better concerts, that's the only, <laughs> thing, I, that's the only thing I'm more worried about. I'm going like, who? Who are you going to see? Would you invite him to your gig when with you're that, up in Manchester? No, I will invite, yeah, he's welcome to come, all of them are welcome to come, okay. man, every single one of them. I'd, I'd love to meet Pep. I'd love to meet Guerrero. I've never met him. Well, this is a proper invitation and Jesus, to the radio. I'd love to meet Jesus, yeah. my son. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where have you been, mate? <laughs> uh, that leads us perfectly into uh, Liam Gallagher, Agony Uncle. Uh, I've got some dilemmas here, Liam. We'd love to get your oh, thoughts on them. Okay. Bring it on. Yeah, man. okay, cool. Okay, Liam, mm. I'm in a pickle. I have a ticket to see you play Newcastle next month, but there's a problem. Last time I went to one of your gigs, I didn't return home for 24 hours. Okay. Let's say drink was consumed and seas were somehow crossed. This means what my... What Seas. This person ended up abroad. Oh. Somehow. Uh, this means my boyfriend has now banned me from seeing you again. I'm not missing this gig for the world, but how do I get around old Captain Killjoy? Sam is his name, and that's from Amy in Darlington. Thank you, Amy. Get rid of him. Got just call it off. Just sling him. Sam, you're yeah, dumped. Yeah, man, you don't want that noose round your neck, do you? Hope that helps, Amy. Okay, well, she, might, she might have had a big hangover. The weather's pretty dodgy over here. She might have just thought, I'm going to go and lie in the sun for a bit. You know what I mean? There's nothing up with that. Leave her alone. Pop to Ibiza. Pop to Ibiza and just recuperate. Okay. You know, the weather's it's not that good in Newcastle, is it? So, no, that's true. Nicely handled. You don't need that then, over, do you? Uh, Liam, I yes. really need your help. I'm 32 and happily married with three lovely children. But every time I see Philip Schofield on TV, my heart skips a beat. He's on my mind all of the time and I've started making excuses to stay at home from work and watch this morning. I'm so jealous of Holly Willoughby as she gets to spend every day with him. How can I get this silver fox out of my mind? That's anonymous in Sunbury. I'll get out, go out for a walk more. You need to get out, babes. Go for a little walk, man. Buy a dog or something, or a cat or something, or a hamster, and call it Philip Schofield. And then you're gonna <laughs> hug it and everything before you go to bed. Or you can even have it in bed with you and feed it. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? A little silver dog. Little, yeah, a little silver little. <laughs> That's what you need. Uh, and finally, uh, dear Liam. Yes. Um, I've got a mate who keeps on copying my clothes. He's driving me mad. Everything I buy, he'll have it the following week. It's got to the point where we went to the pub last week and we were in identical outfits. Oh I've got no idea how to broach the subject with him. What would you say if you were me? And that's from Kevin in Nottingham. Oh, uh, right. If that was me, I'd just... Oh, God. I'd have to start spilling over him, you know what I mean? Just meet, just start tripping and Guinness over him, so he'd have to go home and change his gear. Oh yeah. And what I do, I, I, Guinness, I'd just get the red wine out, man, instantly. I just go, all right, mate, how are you, man? That was good, that done it. What over him? And then he'd sort of just go, what you do that for you? You know, and then he'd have to go home and change. Yeah. Either that or just, you know. Just getting filled in or something. Oh. Oh, okay, I've been killed. The red wine is a lot more easy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the red the red wine is the way to go. Just for yeah. anyone listening to red this. Red wine, red wine, all down his from his head all the way down his front. You said when when we said we had some dilemmas, you said bring it on. That's because you you've tackled these effortlessly, Liam. This is Mate, amazing work. Do you, I do this on a daily basis. People stop me every day when I walk out there and go, my hedges are overgrown. What should I do with them? <laughs> Man, I just take them off. And just have a fence up. Problem solved. Put a fence up, man. You know I mean? um, let's get back to the album, shall we? Uh, yeah, as you were, as you say, is out tomorrow. Mm. Uh, what I'd like to do now is I'd like to um, effortlessly fit in a hard-hitting journalistic question into right. some of the song titles from the new album. Uh, you better run. Mm. What's the weirdest thing you've witnessed on one of your morning jogs? Oh well, here we go. Check this out. So I'm on the E4 morning, right? And I think it's about six o'clock in the morning. So I've just gone in there. Still like the like the sun's not coming up, so it's a little bit dark and that. 
and a geezer comes up to me and he goes, Liam. And I says, yes. And he goes, can I get a picture of you? I says, come on, man. I'm in my running gear, not now. And he goes, you still a John Lennon fan? And I said, of course. And he goes, do you want to see my tattoos? And, I've got, and I'm, I'm stood there jogging on the spot because I'm still trying to like, get the heart rate going up. So I was going like that. If I must, go on then, like that. So I'm expecting him to whip his arm up to show me his John Lennon tattoo on his arm, on his bicep, but he doesn't. He whips his kecks off. He stood there, and I'm jogging on the spot, and he's there in his boxer shorts, on his little wide fronts, and he's got this old John Lennon thing all the way down his leg from his thigh, all the way down to his toe. And I'm stood there, and there's only me and him on the eve. And there's a geezer there with his kecks down. <laughs> and I'm going, whoa, 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 mate, like that. You know, what are you doing like that? So anyway, I've just sprinted off and left him there <laughs> with his kecks around his ankles <laughs> on his white briefs and that with his John Lennon tattoo. And he's going, yeah, man, yeah, what's up with you? I'm going to like it. I was like, right, go away from it. <laughs> Does that answer your question? That does answer my and, question. And you can tell that's the truth because it was on the tip of my tongue. I've been dying to let that one out. I've been having sleepless nights about it. Welcome to the show, man. I'm glad that there we can you help go. you that's like you felt our listeners. That's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me on there. Um, when I'm in need, right? who do you call first when you need advice on music, whether it be yours or someone else's? Is there somebody you go to, someone whose ear you trust above anybody else's? Uh... Like yeah, which one? I, did... I tell you what, it is not. I mean, when it's nice when my mum hears a song, you know, what oh, I mean? yeah. like a nice one, she'll go, "Oh Jesus, Liam, you're singing lovely there." Now that's sweet, and I go, "Right, cool. That's not going to be the first single." Then. <laughs> I'll leave that one for the third single because obviously that's the sweet one. You know what I mean? Like that. But when yeah. she goes, "Liam, why are you screaming and shouting?" I'm going, "That's the one." <laughs> Let's put that one out first. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. The Peggy test. The Peggy test. Love it. I mean? She doesn't like the rock and roll ones. She likes the, the sweet ones. When I'm in need of a wise word or two. Because you, you've obviously been giving it out on the show and, and, and brilliantly as well, yeah. Liam. But do you, have, you know, who do you seek advice from, counsel from? I've got to be with my mum. Okay. My mum, without a doubt. And if she says, take it easy, Liam, yeah, that's she... when you go out, just like the music, do yeah, the opposite. I just go, I go, you're breaking up, man. <laughs> <laughs> go through a tunnel. You know I mean? uh. But uh, no, I reckon, yeah, my mum's definitely uh, very zen and very chilled and that. She don't, she don't get caught up in all this show business, as okay. say. So uh, whenever I'm in need, I'll call, call my mum. But... To be brutally honest, I'm never in need because I'm a f***ing geezer. You are f that's true. You, I know you swore on my own radio show then, which isn't good. <laughs> and you're, you haven't sworn and I've sworn. I this see, isn't right the see, right way round, is it? See. Wow. Um, We're rubbing each other up the right way here, aren't we? We are, up I'm the it. right way. Uh, Chinatown, yeah. Liam, yeah. you're having a Chinese, you're ordering in, it's, mm. it's getting delivered. What do you order from the Chinese? Right, I start off prawn crackers always and then sweet and sour chicken with white rice and that's me up here. And then some days I do like the Chinese chicken curry, you know what I mean? You know, with the onions and the peas oh, and yeah, that. yeah. I do like that. Dave Berry. My guest this evening, open brackets, I couldn't be more excited, close brackets. It's Mr. Jeff Goldblum, everybody. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Jeff, hello. He hello. It's close brackets. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Close, close brackets. <laughs> we were just discussing that in the garms you're wearing, Jeff. You are, we're just around the corner from Carnaby Street and you are busting what can only be described as mod chic right now. And I respect that about you. Well, you. It takes one to know one. Look, I love your Chelsea boots. Thank you, A uh, distressed sort of brown, dark brown very, very... The black skinny jeans on. Yeah. Can you think of a movie... Well, of course, we're thinking of the Beatles, of course. Yeah. Jeez. Help. What's your favourite Beatles song? My favourite Beatles song, I was thinking about it just last night, I think it's a toss-up between Something, which is... Something in the way she moves. I think George Harrison wrote that. He did. Oh, and your other favourite, you were saying two two Beatles songs. I think it might be I Am The Walrus. I like the kind of psychedelic lens. You are me and I am you and you and me and we are all together. No, that's... 
Yes. Yes, it is. That's how I am the walrus. See how they're on like I am the walrus, I am the walrus, you're on the walrus. Yeah, it's spectacular. Cuckoo-ca-choo, Jeff. Cuckoo-ca-choo. And cuckoo and yellow matter custard dripping from a dead dog's eye. Semolina pilchard climbing up the Eiffel Tower. Oh, what poets. What, what, thanks, John. I love that. And I think that was on Magical Mystery Tour, wasn't it? Yes, correct. Oh, I love that. What's your favorite Beatles track, Jeff? Oh, I love them all. Jeez. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean mine. I mean mine. I mean mine. I mean, my, anyway, I love them all. I, I love, um, I love so many. Yeah, they're 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 one of my favorites. Jeff, let's talk about the fact you are now part of the ever expanding Marvel universe and how exciting that must be. That's very exciting for me. I love the whole. Those Marvel people, you know, they know what they're doing. And they're very genuine, very sweet. The whole atmosphere, even though it's a production army of 200 people, sort of has their finger, their psychic DNA on it. It's a very sweet uh, um, company and generous. And they make these big, very confidently and effectively, these big, epic movies. I just had the best time. Very lucky to have crossed their... Their path, and of course, joining a cast like this. Well, I, I mean, ju- I've just written a couple down. Chris Hemsworth, I've had the pleasure of meeting before. Very what a lovely. Guy. I love, you know, I worked with Liam too. The whole yeah. family is so wonderful. They're, they're a very super handsome family as well, aren't they're they? Very they're handsome. intimidatingly handsome family. Oh, you, you shudder, you quake in I, their presence. I don't like being near them. I know. I was once at a urinal. Even talking and I about had, them, I'm some yeah, sort of. Yeah, I, I, I had, I had um, Chris Hemsworth one side of me, and I had Jason Bourne the other side. My of me. God, I had God, stage God. fright, Jeff. Of course you did. Why? wouldn't you I, I, I couldn't tinkle next to thor tinkle yeah what, you know have a pp next to oh thor. yeah no no you couldn't but no. you did but you did anyway i, I did it I, I it's uncontrollable it you can't control it <laughs> everything starts to evacuate i know oh you get around them oh just lost got, all control oh everything opens up absolutely <laughs> it oh, must yeah. be very messy on set totally constantly um, but kate blanchett is is fabulous in the movie i Idris worship Elba, her oh, my mark God. ruffalo who's one of not only my favorite actors i've never met him but one of my favorite people on twitter I adore him. He's one of my favorite people on planet Earth or the solar system or the cosmos. <laughs> I, You know, we didn't have scenes together, but we came together and yeah. talked up a storm. I love him to pieces. Yeah. Dave Barry, right this instant. On Absolute Radio. It's a Dave Show on Absolute Radio. And joining me this evening, I couldn't be happy to say, it's Mr. Ed Sheeran, everybody. Hello. Hi, Ed. Welcome to my new show. Good to be here. It's yeah. lovely to have you on board. Very, really nice. Really nice to see you, like... Yeah, rocking it again. Well, like thank it. you, mate. And thank you had a good time travelling. I had a good time travelling. Yeah, I had my five months off and now I'm back. And as I say, I couldn't be more pleased. Where have you ever show. had five months off? I've never had five months off. Yeah. I was on. I started working out of school, guys. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so this has been it. Imagine. Um, let's start with you, though, shall we, Ed? <laughs> uh, congratulations on your Q Award. That was the last thank time you. I kind of glimpsed you from afar. Uh, oh, you were there? I was there. I right. uh, presented Kasabian with, um, with Best Track. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing yeah, um, you. You got Best Act in the World today so how does that feel when you when you wake up i know you've won a lot of awards when you wake up the day after that knowing that you're the best act in the world is it i imagine you're in a silk kimono slightly Um, open well it was best act in the world today so i think the the other the next day that i woke up you know it's (laughs) like i don't i don't know if it would have been the next day it's already gone but for that particular day yeah they they thought that i was um do you know what i've seen that i've been to the q awards a few times and i've seen a lot of people pick up that award and to be like added to the list of that is is pretty cool i don't know like obviously awards are 
a matter of opinion. They're not necessarily facts, unless it's like an award based on sales or something. And it okay. was, but yeah. So uh, whoever decided that, I was very grateful. Um, there's no denying at the moment that you've been a, a brave soldier. Um, I know you probably don't want to talk about this, but how I are feel you like feeling? I just go on about it. Too well, much. No, I, People are like, shut up, mate. Come on. I, I, I just want to, if I may, as a friend. Yeah. Uh, we sat down. You started talking about how my travels have been going. I haven't had an opportunity until now to say how are you feeling. That's all I want to know. I'm good. Uh, I, I'm pretty bummed that I had to postpone some concerts, but um, yeah, there's nothing really I can do. Uh, I'm having to do some really horrible hand exercises, which involve like bending it forward and bending it back and then moving. Right. But I, yeah, I'm not keen on that. I'm trying to fill my days. I had like I broke I broke it and then had some days off. And I remember I was sitting on a sofa trying to. Have you ever watched Ozark? On Netflix, seen that? Okay, so I tried to watch the first episode of that, and I was sitting there, right? And I was like, right, can't do anything, so I'm going to watch Ozark. And I got an episode in, and I was just like, I feel, I feel really lazy. I feel really like I, I should be working. So um, that's why I've come in to do all these interviews. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you're literally doing the press run out of boredom. Well, yeah, and, well, and on and behalf of all the broadcasts out there, Ed, thanks very much. Well, no, but also Charmed. like I, I bumped into uh, Russell Howard on uh, uh, Jonathan Ross's show, and he was like, I do a show as well, and I was like, Well, I'm free, let's do it. So like, I'm just kind of um, doing things that you know I want to do, and I, I, I really enjoy coming around and seeing everyone at radio yeah. it's fun it's yeah, fun okay, doing no, that's fair enough this is the busiest and most important year of my life so far and uh, I'm not going to spend a month of it on a sofa fair play is it true that after you had the accident you went straight to the pub anyway I was going to the pub I was en route to the pub this was like everyone thinks I was drunk when I did it I was sober hey 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 whoa, 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 I didn't say I was sober going, word, going down a hill brake too hard went over the handlebars everyone was like come on mate get up and I was like alright got on the bike cycled to the pub had a couple of pints, was like in a bit of pain, so I think I'm gonna go home. Cycled home, <laughs> and then uh, and then went to bed at like maybe 9 p.m. Woke up at four, drove myself to the hospital, uh, and uh, then when I arrived, they were like, "You can't drive back." So I had to get my girlfriend insured on a really nice car, which she is now in- insured on, and uh, she she drove me home. <laughs> Why are you so nervous about insuring your girlfriend on a really nice car? Y- y- you know when you're a backseat driver and you're like, "No, no, no, brake, 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 brake." Oh, break, I, break. I am that person. Yeah. So like I'm. She like she's never she's never crashed, but I'm always like we're we're about to. I, I'm I am exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, right, Ed. Plenty more to talk about right now on Absolute Radio. This is Castle on the Hill. He cuts quite a dash. It's Dave. Absolute Radio on your Wednesday evening and I'm here with Ed Sheeran. So we've had some uh, talk about life in general and we've talked about the music which is very important. Now we'd like to move into a little bit of acting and, and a regular feature I'm building here. You're only the second person to do this. The cool. first Ed was Jeff Goldblum and he did Flirt Face and he's one of the best people in the world. The lad from uh, Jurassic Park. That's yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's be let's be really cool about Jeff Goldblum and just call him the lad from Jurassic Park. Um, Please don't put that in. I feel <laughs> I feel offensive. There. It's too late, man. Uh, with you instead of flirt face, we're going to do cliffhanger face based on the fact that you were in Shortland Street, a New Zealand-based soap, home and away, and of course Game of Thrones. But we're focusing on your soap skills here. Okay, so um, I mean I, I smashed it. You did smash it. I smashed it. it, yeah. You should have seen me in the soaps. I played myself. I have seen you in the soaps. I researched. Good, right? Yeah, that's why we're doing this feature. Acting genius. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's your cam there. That's cliffhanger cam right there. And this is my cliffhanger cam. Um, I'm going to give you a line. I want you to do your best end of soap reaction to it. Are you ready? I'm going to try and do an Australian accent here as well. I just want to warn you of that. Don't let that break character. Okay, here we go. I oh, know who killed Sheila. It was you. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> that's very good. Thanks. Three point plan. I've got one for you. 
Here we go. You read that out. I'm going to do yeah. my cliffhanger face. I know you hate me and love me, Bruce, but I've got something to tell you. He's not your father. I am. Wow. Um, Ed, I think we're going to need a moment to process that. Uh, there's more from Ed Sheeran on the way. Breathe with Dave Berry on Absolute Radio. Now, Jeff, um, you can see the cameras laid out in front of us here because nowadays we film everything even in the world of radio. Uh, So, Jeff, I thought we could do a piece to camera. And what I'd like you to do is look straight down the barrel of that. That is Jeff Goldblum cam and give your most charming, enticing expression. Let me get us started. This is this is Dave Berry cam here. I'm just going to go for a simple eyebrow raise. Okay, go ahead. Well, that's very and I like that. Can you top that, Jeff? (laughs) I know. I'm sure I can. (laughs) I sit at your feet at your Chelsea booted feet. Here's something of mine. I don't know. I have nothing formulaic. It, okay. It's, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, that's nice. Oh! Did you, yes. Uh, you felt it, that? Coy yeah. but powerful. Thank you. That's the, na- <laughs> that's the name of my autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going to have to put that on our Twitter feed and Absolute Radio. We'll put it on the Facebook page as well. Now, Jeff, I'd like to get your opinion on something. You, I'm all... I'm all, I have opinions about everything under the sun. Okay, um, the guy I do my show with is called Matt Dyson. We've known each other for a long time. Matt Dyson. Matt Dyson, that's okay, right. Okay, It was nice of you to pretend like that rang a bell, but he's, he's not oh, famous. Oh, no, no, no. The, my, who doesn't know Matt Dyson? Yeah, well, in the building right now at Absolute Radio, he is, he's the bad guy because he complained about um, Dog Friday, where everyone here gets to bring their dog in from home on a Friday. People love it. Matt said this is a place of work, and he didn't like the dogs being here, so the bosses have now started stopped it bringing kind of misery and grimace to the faces of all in the five floors of this building and me too shame on you dyson shame yes. on you yes. no the speed there's the no bad dogs i i myself have a red-haired i'd show you a picture of of woody our dog red-haired oh. standard poodle oh he sleeps with us he's a dear dear angel and the all species of the planet are are worthy of equal respect as us nincompoops. And if you wanted you know. to bring Woody on set, or if you wanted to bring him in here now while we were doing this interview, I would love to see Woody. What is Matt Dyson's problem, Jeff? What's your problem, Matt Dyson? <laughs> what the heck is going on? <laughs> like my parents, you know, we had a dog, a poodle, in fact. That's, I think, why I got the, Yeah, okay. His, named Ginger. He nipped at a kid on a bicycle. There wasn't much there, but there was a complaint. Or I don't know what. We came home from school one day. They said, well... Ginger, the chief of police came over and he took him up to his farm, upstate Pennsylvania. Oh no! And that's Ginger he's going to be fine the there. Yeah. Now it's everybody knows that's the, you know, well, the signature. Let's not. Let's no, not you know no, what that, yeah, they we, didn't know it then. No. Yes, I think they did away with the dog. Oh no! I love dogs. I want all dogs right, right now, right here. Yeah. If Dyson, Dyson, you will, you will, you will get a dog. I'm going to send you a dog, Mr. Dyson. <laughs> send Matt Dyson. I'll send your little puppy. I think if Matt Dyson had his way, he'd be the guy who ran the farm, Jeff. That's that's his problem. Cruella Deville, I call him. Yeah, he is. He's like a very hairy Cruella Deville. So her suit. That Dyson is like a fur is murder. <laughs> Take off that. But it's his skin. It's, yeah, it well, is his own little, fur. A little depilatory wouldn't do you a bit of harm, Dyson. Start. Doing something, plucking or waxing, <laughs> something. And here he is, Dave Berry. He's simultaneously a man down and a taskmaster. He's a bit cuckoo. Who do you think he is? He's the first guest on the Dave Berry show, my friend, the one and only Mr. Greg Davies, everybody! Yes. 
That's it. That's it. Posse of two. <laughs> Large it up. Yeah, the clap seemed a little hollow. I had no idea I was the first guest. I'm delighted, Dave. Well, listen, it's great having you here, my friend. As you know, I'm a big fan, particularly of Man Down. I think well, you're, it's... you're an ex-cast member, of course. I, I, I am. We're going to get to that in a bit, actually. Uh, um, now, it's back with... Would you say, are we going for Series 4 or are we going for the Americanized Season 4? We're going for Series 4. We're going for Series 4. Yeah, there will um, be no Americanization in okay, this Okay, that's good. I agree. Um, now, the last series ended on the huge revelation that your character's estranged uh, girlfriend was... Um, pregnant yeah um and this th- is this is how this is how concise the writing um process is for mundane i decided that um, my ex-girlfriend was pregnant on the day we filmed it <laughs> <laughs> well when i made my little appearance in the last series you did say oh we're writing it as kind of as we go i thought oh, you yeah. were i thought you were kidding no no there's no system to it it's just um, it's just madness, the writing process. So the actor who plays Emma, your your estranged girlfriend in it, was this this was all news yeah. to her then? Yeah, is it? Well, we've got an idea. What if you're pregnant? Oh, OK. <laughs> Let's film that immediately. Um, so where <laughs> do things pick up for the new series? She is um, on her... She was in America when she found out she was mm-hmm. pregnant. She emigrated to work over there. And um, the series starts with her having worked out her notice... Heavily and become heavily pregnant, flying back to England. And you're trying to put things together so there's a nice place for her to return to, so there's there's a I'm, family unit. I'm trying to nest. You know, we haven't messed with the formula. He's rubbish at everything, <laughs> so he's rubbish at nesting as well, yeah. And he, he'd be, you know, he becomes homeless in the first episode. I've been privy to the first two episodes of the new series, and it is fantastic. Oh, thanks, Dave. It is, but there's some... There's some disturbing stuff in there that will last with everyone who sees it forever, I think. I think, I, I think you... It really interests me that in the edit, watching it back, there was at least three occasions where I went, oh, no. <laughs> like, like, like it was a surprise to me. How could I have written that? Two, a bit like Fight Club. <laughs> there's a Greg Wright in this stuff, and then there's the other guy seeing it for the first know, time. I don't know who came up with that. That's disturbing. <laughs> um, the, are... um, the execs at Channel 4 said, and I'm so proud of this, say that mine's the only show that they watch... Um, with their hands over their eyes. Uh, just they're regularly going, oh, God, oh, get call compliance, call <laughs> compliance. Tick that life box. Um, talking of ticking life boxes, another big thing from the last series were the cameos that, that, that you got involved, the people you got involved in the... Sorry, Dave, I've just got to tell you... Oh, please do. That I'm not even sure I should say this. Oh, go for it, please. My colleague might tell me, but um, one of the things that compliance at Channel 4 wouldn't let made me change was that there was a a, a licking noise that was too realistic <laughs> <laughs> it's like the scene's alright but that, that, that you've gone too far <laughs> And wait till you see what, what it is that's being licked as well. What, what, oh, um, what, what is the compliance team at Channel 4 like? Is, is, is this a group of, like, adults sitting around going, the licking noise is too realistic? They are, they are very forgiving. I'm not sure I've ever met them. They're, they're a dark force in the room. <laughs> but they're very, very forgiving. Was it you making said yeah. licking noise? Um, I think it was the director, actually. We did put the licking no- noise on after the scene. Right, OK. And obviously Al did too good a job right, of okay. uh, slurping offensively. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, so, as, as we, we were just saying, there were some amazing cameos in the in the last series. I mean, Luke Skywalker. What, how did... I mean, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself, plays the um, kind of elusive owner of a, of a greasy spoon calf. That's what I you know. managed to do, man. I how know. did that happen? How did that come about? I mean, it literally came about saying it'd be funny if we got Mark Hamill to be the dirty old 
calf guy and we all laughed about it and then two days later my agent went yeah he's up for it wow uh, on on twitter you called my appearance uh short yet powerful yeah. so I, i'll take that well what i mean like the man himself <laughs> <laughs> i think that's simon cowell isn't it the dave berry show berry by name Dave Berry, also by name. Good evening, everybody. It's the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio, and Greg Davis is here. Greg, it is time for a game called Play Your Cards Height. Okay. Are you ready for this? Uh, you're yep. a strapping man, six foot eight. You know it. 203 20, centimetres. 21 stone. Of Amazing. Sheer power. Size 13 feet. 14, my friend. Size 14. Don't you wow. shave an inch oh, off, mate. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> Size 14 feet. Uh, a wheelie bin, for example, is 107 centimetres. So, Greg, you are two wheelie bins with a surplus of 160 millimetres. I thought I was. Uh, so... I said, every time I walked past one, I thought, <laughs> yeah, that's half of me. <laughs> Uh, so this is how um, play your card tight is going to work. We're going to give you a series of things put end to end and you have to work out if you're higher or lower than them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, what, what, what a wonderful tribute to the, to the late, great Bruce Forsyth this is, Dave. It's, I'm, I'm sure he'll, he would be absolutely delighted. His, his estate have told me it's what he would have wanted. <laughs> I was a huge fan of Bruce. Well, me too. I hope this take and on his play, classic play game your show. Hearts, your cards, your cards, height. Yeah, <laughs> Greg, don't come on now. It's, it's, no, it's good, mate. It's good. Thank you. That's <laughs> that's much more like it. Okay, here we go. Greg, are you higher or lower than three hundred and fifty ping pong balls piled up? Wow, lower. You are higher. Oh, Actually, you no. are 507.5 ping-pong balls high. Am I out of the game? Is that it? No, no, we're going to do another... Good, oh, no, we've got loads worst. of these. <laughs> it's the worst section of all time. I've got, I've got two oh, A4 right. pages in this, Greg. <laughs> Call it the worst section of all time. If we stacked 11 uncooked spaghetti strands end-to-end, -end, would you be higher or lower? I would be lower. You are lower. Well yeah. done, everybody. Congratulations. You are nine strands long, just to let you know. Um, Dave, are you going to play this game with people of average height? <laughs> Very heightish show. OK. <laughs> just let's get that out of the way right now. If you're tall, we're playing this. Right. OK. Um, the bakery, Greg's most iconic product, is, of course, the steak bake. If we piled 16 on top of one another, would you be higher or lower? 16 steak bakes. <laughs> I can't believe I'm asking you this. Uh, it's amazing. Nor can I do. <laughs> I think I'd be lower than 16 steak bakes. You're higher. You're 18 and a half Greg steak bakes. I meant bakes higher. High. Uh, I meant I meant I would be a higher little, than too that. Little, little too late. Oh, it's entirely feasible that I've eaten 16 steak bakes in one sitting, <laughs> so I'm very aware They're of that. Very height. addictive little things, though, aren't they? Um, hey, I'm on tour at the moment, mate. I'm eating. I'm eating like someone with real problems. You right? finished the show. How long have you got? You're, you're finishing in December, is that right? Oh yeah, I'm only. I'm, I'm got, like. Uh, I'm 10 or 11 gigs into a 55 date tour. I, there is no way I will survive. This is feasibly <laughs> my last interview. <laughs> And you're playing. <laughs> Play your cards high. Height is right with me. Thanks for playing. Um, Play not, your cards high. Not at all, mate. And you really bought into it, and are it was we, more are than we generous. The, the generation pain now <laughs> about growing too long. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a bit awkward. Uh, <laughs> no, Greg. The fun doesn't stop there because coming up next, you're going to earn your plug on mail order bribe. Oh my God! I can't wait. Dave Berry. This is Absolute Radio. It's Absolute Radio on your Wednesday evening. Ed Sheeran is with me on the way. Mail order bribe. 
Uh, now let's talk about Perfect, uh, which you've taken from the album. Obviously, the whole thing since you released it, Ed, and you've said this is one of the most important years of your, your life. It's gone so well. Everything has been so well received. Thank you. So are you having any kind of nervous pangs or anxiety about putting another single out there, given how well the album's already done? Or is this just a, a nice no, thing to put I out f- for the fans? Do you know what? I f- yeah, I think... I always wanted to release Perfect at Christmas, and... Uh, that was like that. That that was always the plan. Perfect was always going to be the last single of the year. I think I'll do one more next year. But the plan was always to just stick it out. So it's more, you know, everyone, everyone at the record label's happy with how the album sold. All the tickets have been selling for tour. Like I'll, it couldn't be going better. But um, you know, you can always get a little bit more. Okay, well, it's a beautiful song. Thank you. Uh, and that leads me into last time we we had a chat. Uh, we talked about song jail. Yeah, uh, which I love the idea of. Would you tell everyone who, who's watching, listening right now, what, uh, what that song, is? Song Jail is a, uh, you know, you write a lot of songs for an album, and then you pick the best twelve for an album, and uh, then the rest end up in Song Jail, and they either get released um, eventually or put on your album or someone else's album, or they just remain in jail so what I like was someone comes to you and they say like, oh Ed have you got any songs that we could possibly have mm. given how good you are as a songwriter and then you look in you song jail you have a little look in and song jail you know there's some prisoners that are stronger than the other ones and you know they get <laughs> just like in real yeah. prison yeah. like for instance like uh, the tune that Rita cut your your song that was in song jail for about three days right and then she was like I'd, I'd love that song so like um, the original version of Love Yourself was in song jail for about a year oh I'm surprised about yeah yeah, I you know it's like I don't know like I never really know about songs. Shape of You was in Song Jail for a bit because I was like I think I thought it'd be wicked if Rudimental did that featuring Rihanna. Like okay, and that uh, was the dream. That was yeah. So I was like trying to make that happen, and then uh, my record label my record label signed Rudimental as well, and they were like, no, you're. You're going to release this. This is going to be one of your uh, biggest ever singles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't. I presume Perfect never even, it never no, even that, made like, you know, it wasn't even in overnight in jail. No, Perfect Perfect was the first song I wrote for this album. Okay. And um, yeah, that, I always knew that. Like, this is my favourite song on the record. Uh, it is time now for Mail Order Bribe. Um, producer Amanda, would you fetch me the Argos catalogue? <laughs> right. Right, this is how this is going to work. We're going to play uh, the brand new tune um, on Absolute Radio. And you've got the duration of that song to pick something out from there for $24.99 or less. And you buy it for me. That's the key. No, you buy it for me, right. and then I give everything that's going on in your world an amazing plug on the show. All right. Okay, so um, this... Can we check? It, does someone have... Can you ask Kev if you can borrow 25 quid of him? <laughs> Pay him back. <laughs> um, so, you know, I've been bought deep fat fryers, beard trimmers. I've been bought a lot of good stuff so far. We're going to play Perfect right now. No. And when we come back... Sorry, I'm just not paying attention to you. Edward, I'm just you're excited. Not, you're just through the Argos catalogue. That's fair enough. Ed would have selected something. Good luck, Ed. Spare a thought for Dave Berry. The Dave Berry Show. It's the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. That was the brand new one by Ed Sheeran, who joins us now. Ed, you have been looking through the Argos catalogue to appease me, the broadcasting gods, in Mail Order Bribe. And what I like about you, Ed, is you went straight to the toy section, which yep. none of my previous guests have thought to do. Yeah. What are we looking at? Uh, I'm just trying to see if I can find the best one, because they're all like... Some are like oh, 24... No, that, no. 20, there is one for twenty four ninety nine, but it's, what, not, what, it's not. What is it? Actually, All right, you're going to get a mega blasting rotating barrel Nerf gun. Oh, that's the best present in it that you can get. Get out of my car and into my dreams. <laughs> how, how much is I it? Can't is really, it? I can't really give you a no. at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Although right, you would have done. It's number number eighteen, page one five nine zero. Budget. Yeah. 
Can I actually, if I give you 25 quid, can you buy this for Dave? No, and you're, you, yeah, you're, this is going to happen. No, no, but actually, no, but actually, off camera, actually No, off camera, actually, actually, you're right. buying this for me, Ed. Yeah, and you have to have it in your, in your uh, studio, and every, a, anytime you have someone of a caliber of, like, Christoph Waltz, yeah. who's like, I think know, he's in in January, yeah? Yeah. You just got to shoot him. Just shoot him with the Nerf gun. Or let him shoot you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's a deal. We'll play him this audio. Um, yeah. Ed, it's always a pleasure to see you. Um, continued um, speed with your recovery, my man. Um, and the new single, as we already know, is, is beautiful. And it's great that you wanted to release it at Christmas, and that's what's happening. It is available to download now. Please give it up for Ed Sheeran, everybody. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Dave Berry, not making a big deal out of it on Absolute Radio. After Papa Smurf, she's my favourite ever blue person. Oh, my God. Ladies and so gentlemen, nice. it's Jennifer Lawrence. Hi. Hey, Jennifer. A round Hi. of applause, please, people. Oh, my God. Jennifer Lawrence is here. Thank you. Um, it's great to see you. Good to see you. Um, now, I've been hearing little rumours. Oh, um, that last night you were trying to be a good girl and get to bed early yeah. after the BAFTAs uh-huh. and then someone knocked on your hotel room door. Yeah, I, I was awoken at okay. 5.30 in the morning from a very bizarre circumstance, total stranger, <laughs> didn't know who it was and it was it was bizarre. Um, let me ask you about J-Law. Do you see this as an honour bestowed upon you that you have an abbreviated name or do you see it as lazy show business journalism? I'm. Is it bad that I'm super honoured and flattered and no. when I hear it, I, I get high? Not at all. I love it. I've sent a company-wide email saying, call me D-Bez, but no one's doing it. I'm obsessed with like celebrity culture. Okay. Like I love, like I was watching the BAFTAs and I was just like, oh my God, the Royals are here. <laughs> like oh. like I, if I have like a, like a gross celebrity culture, like I'm, I'm super flattered by so you like the J-Law thing? Yeah, but also it didn't even happen like when, you know, you get famous. It was, um, I, people were calling me that in middle school. Were they? Yeah. yeah none of you call me D-Bez. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, like one teacher, like, wasn't like a thing. No, that's still cool. I just made it seem like it was a thing. It wasn't. I read that you recently attended Amy Schumer's wedding. Um, I I'm not going to ask about any of the details. It's a private Oh my God, affair. I'll tell you every detail. Which, oh, good. <laughs> okay. I was just literally doing that as a pre-ramble. Yeah. Was it good? Oh my God. It was so beautiful. It was so rushed. It was so Amy. She just came over to my house. She was like renting a house that was like next door. And she was like, um, so we're getting married. And I was like, okay, cool. Oh my God. He proposed. She's like, no, Tuesday. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I guess this is now, if this is going to make it to America, I should probably tell her I'm the one that used your toothbrush and threw it in the trash. That was me. Okay. I realized, you know, when you get so ready that like you forget to put down deodorant or like you forget to, I forgot to. It's happened. Yeah. Yeah. But I had a ball that night. Um, hung out with Larry David. Oh, I'd love um, to hang I love out how I'm just David. talking about my me at the wedding. It was gorgeous. Well, I did want to stunning. ask you, what kind of wedding guest are you? Do you, did you buy a big gift for the Schumers, or would you ever be the kind of person who maybe re-gift something from a BAFTA goodie bag, perhaps? Oh, definitely. I have a closet. Good. Good. I have a closet that's dedicated to re-gifts, but I didn't even bother. <laughs> um, are you the kind of person who likes to dance at a wedding? Do you like to yell <laughs> requests at the DJ? Um, yeah. What's there the was big some song dancing. that's going to get you up on the dance floor at a wedding? Well, Midnight Train to Georgia will oh. make me take my shirt off. Okay. So everybody has okay. to like beware before they okay. play that song. That's my taking. I'm taking my top <laughs> off shirt. <laughs> We've all got one of those songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave Barry, right this instant on Absolute Radio. It's the Dave Barry show on. On your Tuesday evening, that was of course the Verve. Greg Davies is still there, everybody. Oh. Always nice to see you, Greg. Um, Lovely to have the Verve in as well. It's nice to hear the Verve. I see um, you, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Richard. Um, but so long since they've just 
perform live it's spontaneously. Great, it's great like to see that. them all back together again. Um, so, listen, Greg, uh, you are the first person to take part in mail order bribe. You are trying to earn <laughs> a plug for your brand new show. Man down, um, so, no, 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 fingers in ears, everyone. So, you've looked through the Argos catalogue. You had 24 dollars You have your own money to spend on me. What are you trying to appease the radio gods with? Well, as I said in the break and I don't know whether you've got this but I want to say it I wanted to buy you a jet washer because oh, nice. it is the best it is the best thing I've ever bought okay it brings such peace to a man's life or a woman's you were saying that it, it, when you you look out your balcony praying for moss yeah I've treated my balcony um, with um, an anti-moss um, thing yeah and I deeply regret it yeah <laughs> I deeply regret it. I want it to moss up yeah. so that I can jet wash it off. And of course, going home and seeing your mum, that's a lovely thing to do, but what's the thing you most look forward to when getting home? Because she's got a messy patio. <laughs> n- n- not a euphemism. <laughs> Sorry, Mrs Davies. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, if you saw my stand-up show, it's <laughs> the least offensive thing I say about the poor woman. Um, but we can't afford a jet washer, can we? So Such a shame, Dave. I think... Outside of this brilliant item, thank you. I think I might buy you a jet washer. Oh man, that would be nice. <laughs> because you haven't got one, have you? I haven't got a jet washer. No. Man, my neighbour's got one as well. He's always showing off that he's got a jet. Have you washer. got a patio? Uh, I've got yeah, I've got like a patio upstairs, and I've got the street outside. And you've got your car. Yeah, yeah, I've got a car. Have yeah. You got a car? I've got a car. Oh, I mean, cleaning the car with a jet washer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Man. Well, I can't. But I don't want to get too excited about the jet washer in case a you don't buy it and b it doesn't. It's not. It's out of the price range of what we were doing for mail order bribes. So. No, I'm saying separately. I'm going to buy you a jet washer to That's welcome it. you to your new radio show. Thanks, man. That is lovely. You think I'm joking? I'm not joking. No, I love that you're not joking. <laughs> Can't wait for it to show up here at the building. Oh, I'd love to think I was generous enough to buy everybody one, but I'm, I'm not. You're not Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> You've got a jet washer. You've got a jet washer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks, Oprah. <laughs> thanks, Oprah. <laughs> Um, lunatic. A bit down on my luck at the moment. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Um, what have you settled on then? What am I getting? Right. Let well, me see if it's worth the plug. I'm slightly, I'm slightly cheating in that it's more than the value you said in Argos. But I have, I have bought this very item um, from another retailer. Okay. And it was within the twenty four ninety nine. I'm sure of it. And it's That's a beard. It's a simple beard trimmer. Ooh. But oh, and I know you like a bit of stubble, Dave. I do, yeah, I don't mind that. Here's the catch. Okay. <laughs> it's got a built-in vacuum. Oh, I've only heard of the... I, I heard... A friend of a friend of a friend told me about this. Mate, it's life-changing. I thought he was lying. It's life-changing. It sucks up all of the whiskers. So, is it... So, as you're going... It's going... <laughs> and it sucks them all up, so you get none on your chest. Compliance have just got in touch. That was too much realistic sucking noise there, Greg. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Oh, it's so good, man. That is a great gift. There, were, there was a period in my life where I would shave rather than get whiskers on my chest. Okay. What, oh, instead of having to clean yourself up yeah, afterwards. I, 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 I'm not going to spend time getting errant hairs off my chest. But this, it takes it takes care of it. And it's, you, it's, it's, it's the second best thing you'll ever get. The first being? A jet washer. For everyone. <laughs> he cuts quite a dash. It's Dave Berry. Absolute Radio. It's the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio on your Wednesday evening. And not too long ago, I had the great pleasure of interviewing a man who was in Django Unchained, in Glorious Bastards. He was a James Bond villain, and now he's in a brand new movie called Downsizing, which is out on the 19th. This is me, a Mr. Christoph Voltz. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please welcome to the Dave Berry Show, the one and only Christoph Voltz, everyone. <laughs> Christoph, great to see you. 
I'm a big fan of your Thank work, you. um, both on Django Unchained and Inglorious Bastards, incredible, as Bond's biggest ever foe, Blofeld, Inspector, amazing, and I really love the new film Downsizing. I was kind of running through um, how I was going to best describe it in a snappy sentence to the listeners. It's quite a difficult one to describe. Effectively, scientists have worked out the best way of preserving planet Earth is for people to be shrunk down to about five inches tall. Well, I mean, it's, it's a good idea. I, I, I don't know where the, the, the exact scale is coming from. Why five inches? But it's, it, it, you know, if you sort of figure it, it's kind of a reasonable size. Yeah. Smaller, I think, would be too dangerous. You know, rats and uh, other vermin would sort of attack you because uh, they would consider you competition but five inches seems seems reasonable yeah and they're doing it not necessarily to save the earth but for financial reasons because of course your hundred thousand pound savings becomes 12.5 million pound savings well as we all know all too well there's money to be made in everything isn't there well this is where your character comes in um he is how can i put this he's bringing the party to the small people uh, downsizing i i know someone in america who needs serious downsizing you know um uh, that machine needs to be invented urgently okay. immediately you know <laughs> and five inches would still be too tall it i would suggest a size that you can easily sort of deal with with a fly swat wow okay um, um you know stuff like that okay um <laughs> I, I i'm gonna hazard a guess the person you're talking about is has he got has he got strange hair is this person well to, to you and me it might be strange not to orangutans <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now, Christoph, let's move on uh, to a, a strange and rather ridiculous uh, idea that bookies here in the UK have me at 66 to 1 to be the next James Bond. Now, this is when Daniel wasn't sure if he was going to sign a new deal, and you're, you're perfectly placed to, to tell me, to confirm possibly my worst fears that I, I wouldn't necessarily make a great James Bond, or are you going to surprise me and, and say, Dave, you'd be a fabulous 007? Well, I'd, 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 I'd like to think about the odds a little bit. They are rather favourable, I think. <laughs> I was quite pleased. Yeah, I'd, um, um, I'd, I would have sort of added another six, but... Um, <laughs> Ouch! No, 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 that doesn't say... Look, that's just odds, you know, that's... Okay. Just, um, I just met you. Um, I'm, I'm sure you would make a James Bond. We could just isolate that bit and edit it out and use it. Yeah, that would be perfect. We'd just take the six, six, six to one out. <laughs> never, never mind your talent, you know. I mean, if he can be James Bond... E easy. <laughs> Breathe with Dave Berry on Absolute Radio. Now, um, let's uh, talk about the film, shall we? Uh, Red Sparrow is out this week. Yes. Um, congratulations on it. Thank An amazing you. Amazing film. I don't Thank think, you. I don't think there's many in history that have effortlessly moved so swiftly from beautiful ballet to garrotting um, yeah. scenes in, su in yeah. such, a, such a smooth transition. I know it has everything you want. It, it's got it's got it all. Yeah. Um, there is some. Um, there's contrasting um, opinions going around about how much you trained in the difficult art of ballet. I trained a lot. Okay, good. But it's a little unrealistic to imagine 
I, I mean, a prima ballerina, these people are training since they're like three. Yeah. Everything arms and head that you see is me, but like, okay. no, I couldn't get on point shoes after four months. I mean, I can't even walk in heels. Okay. So like, you know, lay off, get off my <laughs> um, Jennifer, I told you, there's I, a monster I was, under I was here. not on your <laughs> I, I, I assure you, that was not my intention. I was intention. talking to the people who were on my oh, not you. Oh, okay, cool. If there's somebody on my get off. Okay, okay, <laughs> I, I won't go near your Okay, I'm thank sorry you. about that. Um, you. So, so you did learn about it, which is which is great. And as you say, it's a tough discipline. This must now be added to a whole pantheon of skills that you've learned as an actor. Obviously, you learned archery, I presume, hand-to-hand yeah. -hand combat, yeah, ballet, yeah. Are there any others that I'm I ju you just reminded me that I did a shoulder roll the other night? What's in a the shoulder hallway. roll? It's a Hunger Games move where you like do a full head dive. <laughs> And I don't have a big memory of it, but I don't think it went well. And I think I fell into the wall. And I can't remember who saw it. Somebody was like, are you okay? What, what on earth are you doing, Jennifer? I don't know. But I, so anyway, yeah. I, are we I have on the floor, man? It's the Hunger Games. Yeah, no, I have like a lot of dr like drunk party skills. Like I can do oh, a shoulder roll. I'll do ballet when I'm drunk. Is there anything you can teach me ballet-wise, just using our head and arms, our upper bodies? I can show you ballet fingers. Okay. So um, you don't close them. Don't okay, close it's them. all about elongating. So so keep your middle finger in like this. And then it's always contrasting. So if, if this is going out, then everything else has to go here. And then you can't lock your elbows. But I don't know. I'm terrible at ballet. So what the f*** do I know? I, don't, I might be teaching you something like that might not be real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case. Oh, I was going to ask you about um, I appeared... Uh, I auditioned for a soup commercial 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you've won an Oscar and you're one of my favorite actors, I wanted to get some tips. I mean, the, the, yeah. you know, the audition went to somebody else. Right. I got a yogurt commercial in the end, which I was very oh, proud of. Okay. Well, yogurt's sometimes better than soup. But I was okay. told that, uh, this is what I was told, and I'd like, to, I'd like, if you would, you'd help me with this in an acting coach. Okay. Way. I was told that I'm trying the soup and I drink the soup. Mm -hmm. And at first, I'm unsure about the soup. Right. And then my brain registers in my taste buds. And you're like, oh my God, I, I, lo that, I love that. That's soup. it. Could, yeah. you, could you talk me through the process? So I'm, I'm sipping the soup. Well, there's a lot of hesitations that go into the beginning of soup. Ah. With the first bite, you don't know how hot it's going to be. I see. So there's a, already some trepidation. Okay. Trying to find the perfect heat with a perfect sip. Well, you slurp it and, and then maybe your eyes go up a little bit. And you go, no, I do like this. <laughs> you give a swallow. But I'm also can't audition. I'm a terrible auditioner. Are you a terrible auditioner? And I was really bad in commercials. I'm like Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> so like you literally just learned smell the fart acting by me. That's what I should have done. You did look a lot better doing the soup there though than I did. Did I? Which is why you've got an Oscar and I'm on the radio to be fair. I, I guess, sure. Maybe that's why I have an Oscar because I know how to eat soup. <laughs> Jennifer, it's been really lovely meeting you. Thank you. And uh, as I say, Red Sparrow is a must-go-see film. It is out this Thursday. It really actually is. Even I like it. No, I'm normally pretty honest about my movies. Well, th I really this like I this. know and you should like it and you should yeah. love it because it's fantastic. You can normally tell by the way I'm doing press, like when I don't have a lot of conviction in something. Right. I, I, this is good. Okay, so... What we're doing here is good because the product is good. The it's movie good. is good. Yeah, the proof is in I the I mean, pudding. you've been fantastic. You know what? A... it. Don't go see it. I don't, don't care. No, no, don't listen <laughs> to Jennifer. Don't, everyone get off Jennifer's <laughs> for heaven's everyone sake. Everyone get off my <laughs> It's so early. Red Sparrow is out this Thursday. Good for Jennifer Lawrence, everybody. Thank you. Thank you Thanks, so much. Bless you. Spare a thought. For Dave Berry. It's a Dave Berry show on Absolute Radio. Please welcome the stars of Daddy's Home 2. It is Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, ladies and gentlemen. 
Hey, hello. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Daddy's Home 2 is out today. It's a very funny film, just like the first one. And it is full of festive cheer. Yes. So much so that when I came out of the screening of your new movie last week, I went and did all of my Christmas shopping. You got it all done. I kid you not, thanks to your new film, I'm a month and a half ahead of the wow. Christmas curve. Wow. That's, that's, that's impressive. Um, did well, you get us anything? Well... <laughs> Just by I, chance? I, you can keep the mic muff. I thought this would be a nice gift for you guys to take home. Mm. I'm, I mean, you, you look disappointed, Will. Mine kind of smells. So, yeah. um, what, what, what do you like around the festive time, Will? What, what, you know, a lot of people will hope that you're like Elf, but I imagine yeah, that's not necessarily the case. Um, that would mean I was an insane person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I mean, you know, we, we, it's a big time, especially if you have young kids, mm -hmm. uh, which we still do. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the usual, we, we get a tree. I don't chop it down or anything. No, okay. yeah. like in the film. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, we, we actually, my, my wife, who was born in Sweden, we kind of do a lot of the Swedish Christmas okay. traditions, drink a lot of glug. Okay. Have you ever had glug before? I've never had a glug. It's mulled spice wine with a oh, little nice. bit of, a uh, little bit of vodka in it. And what, what about in the Mark Wahlberg household? You've got a big family, you've got a lot of children. Is, is it just carnage or have you got it under, no, under control it now? No, it's crazy. Thankfully, my wife, she handles everything. She does all the decorating. She buys all the gifts. I actually went shopping even before you. No. I went to buy myself something nice. I was like, well, I might as well get my wife something now. And I added, I got her a Christmas gift about a month ago. Wow. So I only have to get one gift for her and everybody else is taken care of by her. And then I take her on a nice holiday oh that's a lovely thing to do wow yeah. you're even ahead of me that's amazing um i, I want to know that you know you you guys have worked on the film together you've mentioned that i didn't actually get you a christmas gift apart from a <laughs> mic muff which i know every man wants um are you guys going to be getting each other a gift you know you've been traveling the world i bought mark a racehorse <laughs> yeah which i was going to surprise him with what am i going to do with the racehorse? you just have to you know, put it in my backyard. You put, yeah, put I mean, it in the car. Whatever you want. What's the horse called, Will? Old Cinnamon. <laughs> oh, it's quite Christmassy. I like yeah, that. he's he's seen better days. Yeah. Um, who gives the best Christmas presents in Hollywood? Are, are there showbiz pals that the, the listeners would like to know about who always pull it out of the bag each year? Mark has a production company. I have a production. You'll get these gifts from other production companies. They they vary from bottles of wine. Very, a lot of bottles of liquor. Cheese plate. Cheese plate. Cheese plate, okay. Uh, Fruit basket. Yeah. And do you take Random all this stuff car. home or do you just distribute it amongst the staff? Just re-gift it. Re-gift it. Oh, right re-gift. Back to the same company that gave it to me <laughs> the next year. Yeah. So in Hollywood, there's just one remember. plate of cheese. Yep. Just there's, <laughs> And... 60-year-old bottles of wine. Being <laughs> just, just going round. Bad bottles of wine. They're okay. just being rotated. Yeah. Dave Berry. Now, gentlemen, you've made some movies together, of course. Uh, you're traveling the world promoting uh, Daddy's Home too. Uh, so I want to find out how well you actually know each other with a little test. Um, Mark, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to say this about Will. Uh, when Will was at high school, he took up ballroom dancing, and it's a passion he still has to this day. Is that true or false? False. That's absolutely false. You're right. Uh, Will? Mark is a distant relative in of my both Madonna. In my mind, that's true. Okay. <laughs> but it is false. Cut, cut, a good, yeah. cut yeah. the right, yeah. Yeah. Um, He's trying to avoid your question, by the way. Mark is a distant relative of Madonna and Celine Dion, true or false? It's so crazy that I'm going to say it's true. It is true. Did you know this? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, according to the internet, you are. 
outside wow. of your immediate bloodline. Well, huh. Believe everything you read on the internet. No, well, that's, that's a good, that's a very good point. Uh, Mark, back to you. Uh, whilst at university in Southern California, Will would go into his friend's classes dressed as a janitor and also do a little bit of streaking around campus, true or false? Uh, well, he did go to University of Southern California, but I don't think he was streaking. Uh, I think he resorted to that later on in life <laughs> for cheap laughs. Uh, that's false. Well, apparently, again, according to the internet, it's true. Is that true? It's true. Yes. When did you start the streaking? Uh, when did I, you stop the streaking? I, I, I just remember being uh, challenged to that ah, feat and okay. thought, well, that's no big deal. Yeah. And the janitor stuff? Yeah, I would go and uh, there, there, a couple of buddies were in a were in a class, and I would I would uh, uh, go and interrupt their class, <laughs> posing as a janitor. Okay, for no good reason. Okay, it's yeah. true. I'm pleased it's true. Turns out the professor loved it and asked me to keep doing it again. So right. So <laughs> throughout the semester, I would interrupt his class. Yeah, and, sporadically, uh, just yeah. pop in, and he he, he would play it. he would play right along. <laughs> he cuts quite a dash. It's Dave Barry. Absolute Radio.